Hey, what the suck family? As you may have noticed, we recently switched to Anchor for our podcast hosting needs. That's right. We were using another site that had us paying 20 bucks a month for services such as unlimited uploading, unlimited hosting, and distribution. Anchor will distribute your podcast to Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and many more, and they do it all for free. They make it super easy to create and start your podcast directly from their site. You can record and edit directly on the Anchor website or app directly from your phone. It's your one-stop shop for everything you need to create your own show. They will even help you find sponsors to fund your project. Just go to anchor.fm and get started today. There really is no easier way to do it. No, I'm not drunk. I'm just (laughs) tired right now, actually. (laughs) What? No! You suck! Hey guys, and uh, welcome back to another episode of You Know What The Fuck You're Listening To. My name is Chris. <laughs> Jesus, already going off the rails. Already going off the reservation. All right, so today's episode is uh, number 18. 18? I forgot how to say 18 in Spanish, so I'm just going to say ocho plus one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's nueve, fool. Oh, my bad, whatever. Anyway, uh, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different So, um, as far as the movie goes. So we are watching another forgotten film much like the last one yep Uh, i feel like this one is more forgotten because i feel like i'm the only person that has heard of it or at least the only person (laughs) from the 80s that remembers it because you are you are a little bit older than i am james and you never heard of it just a decade but you know you never heard of it i i've heard of it but i've never seen it you've heard of it i've heard of it okay but that's it but until you actually brought it up as our next episode, I was like, "Who? What? Oh, yeah, I kind of remember hearing about this, but yeah, no, yeah." So it's a it's a spoof film, but it's a aren't they all, brother? Yeah, but it's from the uh, it's from the eighties, so it's before spoof films became a thing with like that's... scary movie and things like that. Yeah, that's true. Saturday the fourteenth, obviously a spoof on Friday the thirteenth from nineteen eighty one. It's a comedy horror film. Starring the real life husband and wife team of Paula Prentice and Richard Benjamin. Oh, he married that hoe. He did. Oh, co-written, nice. co-written and directed by uh, Howard Cohen and Julie Corman. Um, obviously, like I said, a parody of Friday the Thirteenth. It was released in August Fourteenth, nineteen eighty one. So, uh, oh wow. So, what is what is the anniversary of that? Uh, Eighteen years? Twenty eight years? Oh no, thirty eight years, right? Yeah. Shoot. Ninety one, two thousand one. 2011 that's 30 so yeah so uh 38 years 38 actually so years. this movie's coming up on a, on a big 4-0 wow i was like fitting i was literally one years old <laughs> yeah it was a one year old movie came out so i remember watching it um when i think i was four the first time i saw it because we watched it later on vhs it was um for a four-year-old it was equal parts fun and equal parts terrifying yeah i could see that for a kid for a kid, yes. For an adult, it's a it's a eyebrow razor. Yeah, but, you know. I mean, but it had me as a kid. It had me hooked in because the the whole intro is just a single shot of a of the house, but it's in cartoon form. Yes, and, and so all these things happen during the credits, and they're all cartoons. So as a kid, it drew me. I'm like, ooh, what am I watching? Is it like Scooby Doo? So <laughs> Scooby Doo had better animation, though. Yeah, the, the sorry to say, the five cells of animation that Scooby Doo had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> better animation so yeah so okay so 1981 uh directed by howard cohen produced by julie corman screenplay by howard cohen a uh, story by jeff began or begun begging the hell was that begging begging shirt begun starring richard benjamin paula prentice severn darden jeffrey tambor you know who that is yes i do and carrie michelson music by parmer fuller that does not sound like a real name it sounds like a chicken dish <laughs> cinematography by <laughs> daniel lacombre uh, distributed by New World Pictures, released uh, 1981, August 14th. A slim running time of 75 minutes. Does not have the budget, but it made a box office amount of $4 million. And even though Rotten Tomatoes did not come out for many, many, many years after, it does have a Rotten Tomatoes score of 10%. I'm thinking this probably has a cult following of some sort, doesn't it? I think so. Um, 
So I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. So when a movie has a cult following, usually Wikipedia is good about putting that in there, but I don't see it in here at all. It doesn't mention anything about uh, it having a cult following at all. So, But they just released it on Blu-ray back in January of this year. So I would assume it does. I would say I, for them to put it on a Blu-ray and release it, right. yeah, I'd say yeah, so. I would say so. Uh, so yeah, so okay, so um, either that or somebody owes somebody money. <laughs> well, I, Put it out on DVD. Oh, okay. Either that or somebody realized that they can make money off it by selling it to hipsters who uh, buy anything that's old and nostalgic because it's ironic. Yeah, a lot of these youngins can't take real horror. You know, you yeah, to have the spoof stuff. Yeah, hipsters. So what's the movie all about? Well, according to the description, it says this horror spoof follows a family as they move into a creepy house inhabited by frightening creatures and nightmarish nightmarish chaos ensues okay now that we've done that let's go ahead and go over the rating system real quick the rating system is flipped so one out of five uh shit emojis yep but instead of five being the best one being the worst we flip it and one is the best five is the worst hence the more turds the shittier it is more stank more stank so one out of five shits uh, these are the ones you're going to keep in your queue. Uh, you consider me new classics, and these are the ones you're going to watch over and over with friends or by yourself. Uh, these are in the so bad that they're good category, and uh, you and your friends are going to get endless enjoyment from these. Two out of five shits are the ones you're only going to watch with friends who enjoy shitty movies. These are not for all of your friends, only the ones that really enjoy the stinkers or enjoy watching movies that no one else really likes. Uh, they're best to, with a group uh, who love to riff on movies or and or play a drinking game along with them. Absolutely. Three out of five shits. You can at least share these with friends. You don't have to watch it with them. You don't have to make them sit down and say, hey, fucker, watch this. You're going to love it. <laughs> but say, hey, you know, send them a, a little link in, in Messenger or whatever. Say, here, watch this movie. I think you'll enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Yeah, if you got nothing better to do. Yeah, and grab a bottle of booze and enjoy it. Yeah, if you and your friend are at the house and you've got nothing better to do, then you can watch it with them. Only if you have nothing better to do, but be prepared to drink heavily while watching it. Four out of five shits. Watch these ones uh, with friends. That'll be enough. They may or may not be friends afterward. Uh, these are the ones that are so strange that you, you may not want to see them more than once, but you at least want to share your misery with somebody. So you've That's seen right. It, you yeah. got to spread That's right. the love. So, and the worst of the worst, the fecal de la matter, five out of five. Uh, you're going to bring these out on special occasions, like a forced double date, uh, dinner with the in-laws, or if your daughter brings home a new boyfriend. Do you have someone you want gone from your life? Then just pop this fucker out and make them watch it, and they'll be gone. Uh, once you're done watching it, you'll want to remove it from your memory with either a mind-altering substance or blunt force Our, trauma. My favorite. Blunt His favorite. force trauma. Blunt force trauma. So, all right. So, with that being said, I think that's about it. We'll go ahead and get started on the review. Let's do it, brother. Word up. Friday the 13th, but it gets worse on Saturday the 14th. The Book of Evil! Evil? Evil? Richard Benjamin, Paul Apprentice. We've inherited a house with a curse. Oh, come on, Mary. You know you don't believe in curses. Well, somebody did the dishes, and we're the only ones in this house. An innocent family driven absolutely batty. Just when you thought it was safe to look at the calendar again comes Saturday the 14th. The year's number one horror comedy spoof. God, look at all these owls. When I leave this house, there will be nothing left here to be afraid of. Every shroud has a silver lining. So if you see every other chiller this year, you'll need Saturday the 14th. Why is this must be a charming wife? Ah! Famine. War. Major pest control. Death! It's your chance to laugh at everything that ever scared you. Come on, Billy. Quit fooling around. Oh, let me just see who that is. I'll be back for that kiss. 
Be sure to see it before sunrise. Saturday the 14th. I don't even know where to start with this one, man. So, yeah. Well, um, I mean, here's the thing. It's parody. It's it's meant to be stupid. Taken, yeah, stupidly. It's meant to be taken non-seriously. And uh, it starts off just like that off the bat. I mean, the first fucking thing you see is a cartoon image of the house <laughs> in the moon. Then a very, very badly drawn cartoon wolf that's howling at the moon and then and halfway through his howl has an asthma attack he has an asthma attack starts coughing <laughs> so like you know exactly where this is going anyway yeah so the whole the whole intro is a cartoon just shows the house and different things that are that happen in the let house. me just put it this way folks the graphics make creep show animation look like heavy metal yeah uh it's um Again, it's it's just a single shot of the house with di- things happening, snake going in the house, other weird shit happening that yep. don't have anything to do with the movie. But I guess it's supposed to get you in the mood to realize it's not a serious film at all. And then these two mopey ass vampires. So Jeffrey Tambor, and then I don't know who who the female is. They play vampires who are at this house. They're wanting to buy it because there's something <laughs> just, in the house. They're just chilling out. And the realtor shows up and tells them the bad news because they can't buy the house because. Just last week, the house was willed to the nephew of the owner, played by... Played by Peter Benjamin. Benjamin Franklin. No. <laughs> it's not Benjamin Franklin. Uh, is it Is it Peter? Is it, who, who's Peter? Richard Benjamin. Richard. We, I, you know why you I call him cl- Peter? Is because of his character's name from Westworld. Westworld, yeah. He's the guy from Westworld, the wimpy guy that has to go with James Brolin, learn to be a man. Let's 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 but, clarify because most of our audience might be thinking of the hit HBO series of the same name. Negative. We're talking this like nineteen seventies Yul Brenner. Yes, James uh, Brolin flick. Yes, the movie. But that's all the reference we need to make. Yeah. Anyway, Although he was the wimp from that movie. Go and watch that trailer for the nineteen seventy Westworld. Go watch it. Seventies ish. Ish, whatever it's around the time yeah go yeah. watch go watch the trailer watch james brolin see how much he looked like christian bale at that time yes looks just like christian bale absolutely in that trailer and okay. boy you want to talk about a skew sorry folks back on track yeah so uh well anyway there's a dead brontosaurus skeleton in the front yard and the, the first thing i'm wondering is fucking flintstones you know i'm like <laughs> what the hell someone had a good meal because, I mean, there was a big-ass skeleton laying in the front yard. Nobody says anything. Well, uh, nobody says anything about the fact that they're they're dressed like fucking vampires. Like, <laughs> Jeffrey, Tambor, or Jeffrey Tambor is the quintessential vampire from, like, uh, uh, what's that Halloween store? Um, what the fuck is it called? Oh, the uh, Spooky uh, Town or whatever it's called? Whatever it's called, yeah. So he, he looks like that. He, he's wearing a, a classic 1940s costume halloween uh his wife is wearing it looks like a cross between the vampire and like frankenstein's bride because she's got that white stripe up her head she's rocking the lily monster yeah yeah there you go there we go lily monster yes that's what it is okay so then the family shows up the family shows up at the house while the vampires are still there in the in the middle of the day so apparently they're they're twilight vampires let us not forget we were introduced to the family at the reading of the will. Oh yeah, the can't forget this part of the will where and the fact that they're reading it and during the reading, the the lawyer basically cusses out his sister for him and then tells reason, him tells him that the the house is given to them, but they have to survive the curse. There's a the curse, house. and then all of a sudden, ah, he croaks ah, dead. He just falls flat dead, and nobody gives a fuck. All right, yeah. So so after that happens, instead of like freaking out, the wife just turns to the husband and says. We got a house. We got a house with a curse. Oh. End scene. So then they they show up at the house and the vampires are in daylight with the with the realtor and the family moves into the house and right away strange shit happens. And and, and it's it is a stereotypical horror house. It's an old crashed full I mean Uncle Henry must have been a slob cuz the place was dirty. There's well, cobwebs everywhere. I mean, ain't no telling how long you've been dead. He probably didn't even live in that house because the amount of cobwebs and dust that was in there. Yeah, and the music, I, I have to say, the music uh, is enjoyable to this point. It's pleasantly corny. It's very corny and goofy, it. yeah. But, yeah, so so far it's fun. You yeah. know, it, it's that kind of thing. I mean, in this family, the, the there's the, the, the husband, the wife, and the son and the daughter, and they are the whitest of white. <laughs> They're so <laughs> chipper and so upbeat, and everything is just... 
oh, it's nothing, it's okay, or, oh, gee willikers, that happened. Oh. And that's it, it's no more emphasized by the fact that they call every noise an owl. <laughs> fucking every, owl. every noise they can't explain, oh, it must Just, be owls. Must be owls. Oh, it's an owl. There's even a scene where, where when they're going to bed the first night, the wife hears something at the window, like a, like a tapping. She opens the window. There's a fake-ass bat flying outside the window. And she goes, yeah, <laughs> you're right. Owls. Not in, in a sarcastic way, in a dead serious way. She thinks and it's out an of owl. nowhere, tell me something. Where did the fucking cat come from? You're jumping way fucking ahead. Jumping way ahead. No, he came down the stairs when they came to the oh, house. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I forgot about that. So... While yeah, he's he he. There is right. more. But. While they're moving, while they're moving in, <laughs> a mirror breaks and a black cat crosses their path, and they don't fucking blink an eye. Nothing. Two indications of bad luck, and they don't blink an eye. And I was sitting there with my mouth open watching this, and I didn't even pick up on those references. Yep. Thanks for bringing those up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even pick up on. It. I just slipped yeah. completely past me. The a broken mirror, and then the fucking black yeah. cat. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what happens is when, when when they walk in and the the door the front door closes by itself and then it cuts to the the back of a door in one of the rooms doesn't say which one but there's a mirror hanging on the back of the door the door the mirror falls off cracks in half that's seven years of bad luck and then shit. cuts right away to the father standing by the staircase and there's a black cat coming down the stairs and crosses his path but he doesn't even fucking see it he just ignores it and is it just isn't aware of the fact that there's two two bad luck things that happen right away and what comes around i think what it is that they're in the uh, kitchen reading something and uh oh, oh yeah. that's right he they, pulled a note out of the fridge. out of the fridge yeah why it's in the fridge i have no fucking, I, idea. No fucking idea this is the but first anyway, night still. Yeah. apparently uncle henry at some point in his life visited hominoptera and acquired the book of the dead no 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 no. it's not the book of the dead it's called the book of evil the book of evil exactly and when he when the so when he's reading the note the little boy finds the book and he's opening it and looking at it. And the, the note that the, that the father reads says, don't open the book. Don't. You must not read from the book. <laughs> yeah. You know. And the little boy's opening the book. And the first page says, book of evil. And it says, whoever uh, opens the book shall unleash evil upon earth. He turns the page. And atop it says, Friday the 13th says, says Friday the 13th was bad. And then below that it says, but Saturday the 14th is worse. is worse. Dun, dun, dun. And I always leave it up to a kid to fuck it up. Yeah, of course. And so you start flipping through it, and there's these these hand-drawn uh, illustrations. In, no, actually, no, they're, they're pictures, actually. They're, they're, for, they're black and white photographic pictures, and each one has a different monster in it. So he turns the page, and the first one's there, and all of a sudden, through really crazy 1980s effects, the monster leaves the book, the page, the picture, is gone. Yep. And then shows up, outside of a at a window like on the outside of a window outside the house and it's this weird star wars looking monster with like these two tall antenna where the eyes are on top and then kind of look like mikey from mib yeah 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 yeah, yep. good, yeah. same kind of same kind of long extended eyeball good look. reference and so then he turns the page again and there's a mummy on that page and that disappears and ends up in another part of the house behind a a chair and as he's creeping out you clearly see that it's it's he's 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 got the, the old bandage wraps and everything, but instead of makeup, they put a fucking mask on. <laughs> but you you can see the the white skin of the actor's eye underneath where the eye hole is. That's well, and so and then it's like what do you expect? What they got a budget of what? <laughs> they didn't even say the budget. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I love then, it when they don't put a budget. They're like, we don't want to tell you. We're embarrassed to tell you how much money we spent on this mother. <laughs> so then he turns the page again. There's some sort of weird werewolf type thing that that's there. It disappears. It ends up outside the house, and it too is clearly a very bad Halloween costume. Horrible. The effects in this movie, the the costumes in this movie, are absolute spirit Halloween store. Costume. That's it. That's spirit, it. Yeah. Not spooky town. No. But they're, spooky town is those things you can buy to make a little haunted town. There you go. That's, that's what, what that is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they clearly spent most of their money, whatever the budget was. To get the house, because the house, <laughs> the house is an old Apparently. classic Victorian house. And by the way, it's on Elm Street. Another reference there. Yep. But because the the costumes, the the costumes of the creatures are are so basic, oh, in the, the most basic way, in the most oh, basic yeah. way. Yeah. And like they didn't like you know when they wear masks, normally they they put like black makeup or they they sort of glue the eyes down around the actor's eyes to make it look seamless. These motherfuckers they look like they, these motherfuckers look like trick or treaters. I. I, I <laughs> Yeah, they do. 
I swear to God, I, I think the creatures from the original Star Trek series look better than, than these things do. That's right, damn it. The salt sucker. Yeah. And so, uh, so then he, that happens, and, and then the, everybody goes to bed. More fucking owls. More fucking owls. I'm just go, throwing that in. Yeah, because everything's owls. <laughs> and uh, the kid gets visited by the, the Star Wars creature in the middle of the night, wakes up yep. the family. Dad, go, Dad goes in there, tells him he's having a nightmare. There's no monsters. And he didn't just go in there, too. He puts a death grip on him. You yeah. know that's how he grabs he, he holds him, like, him down. You little says, sh- say, you're I'm trying to sleep. You're having a nightmare. Of course, nightmare. he doesn't say that, but no. that's what you get. No, he, he he's very, like, uh, diplomatic and very white about it. He's like, no, you're just having a nightmare. It's okay. You're going to be all right. Just go to sleep. Go to sleep, you fucker. And, uh, <laughs> and so, like, he, so he's in there, and he's telling the kid to go to sleep. And the kid's like, uh, I can't go to sleep. There's a monster there. And he says, there's no monster. And he's like, look, there's no monster. And he stands up to show him. And when he stands up, the monster's there. But he's juking. But he stands behind him and does that whole Tom and Jerry routine where every time right. the dad turns one way, the monster goes behind him the other way. And I'm like, it's a fucking Tom and Jerry routine. And the, yeah, mo- the monster's doing the routine. The monster's signaling to the kid, just don't say nothing. Don't yeah. say nothing. Be quiet. So then the dad leaves. So then the monster, even though the monster didn't attack the dad for whatever reason, he decides to try to attack the kid. I think he wants to book. Oh, I think okay. it's after the book, and the kid don't understand it. So then, yeah, he was able to get him, knock him out the window using the book because he was afraid of the book for whatever reason. He jacked him in a damn alien, and whatever it is, yeah, whatever the, the creature Star is. Wars creature, the Star Wars creature, the, you know, yeah, Cantina boy hit the ground, yeah, and he's sitting there. Ugh. He's not dead. He just... And then everybody goes back to sleep. The kid goes back to sleep, and With, and, and just like thinks the, nothing of it. Yeah. So then, like the next morning. You know the the parents leave to go uh, buy some supplies, and it's just the, buy the some supplies. The kid yeah. and and the and the sister there. Kids watching TV or doing something or reading. And oh, it's another thing too that the the night before the, the first night, as well as in the morning, the sister tries to watch TV with a gigantic old old school remote, <laughs> and uh, she finds that every channel has the Twilight Zone playing. It's only every, the every, Twilight Zone. Every channel, uh, and so she's pissed because they can't get any anything on TV. Uh, he's trying to find his book the next morning. He can't find the book, uh, and so she decides. But that's right. He's looking. For he's looking it. for the book. She decides she's gonna go take a bath because she's staying from school because she's not feeling well. And so, while she's getting ready to take a bath, she has the water running, and you hear a rip off of the Jaws theme. And then, and a fin comes like a little black fin comes up in the water like three or four times. Skookum. The skook comes back and. <laughs> And so she gets into the tub, and while she's there, in an homage to Nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. They, uh, the the gill man, a very, very poorly made gill man. He, yeah, not Creature of the Black Lagoon slash Slee Stack slash... Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he stands up. Slash dude in a fucked up looking room. <laughs> he thing. stands up. He stands up in the tub. The water was probably eight <laughs> inches deep. He's about six <laughs> feet at least. at least, but somehow she didn't feel him when she got into the tub, <laughs> and he didn't even make any waves. He, he didn't he make just... any waves. So then he starts to attack her. She, she, she freaks out. Of course, she hauls ass downstairs to get her brother. But let's not forget, he's really not trying to harm her. At oh first. yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he's subtitled. His first interaction with her is subtitled. And what does it say, James? It's a, excuse me, Miss. Have you seen a large book here? Or yes. Something <laughs> so like so that. He's trying he, to talk to her. All these creatures are obviously looking for the, the book. book, and he asks her if. In a very uh, manly way, if she's seen the book, but yet she's but then, screaming her full head. Yeah, <laughs> calm the fuck down. Obviously, because so she doesn't speak monster. Obviously, she can't yeah. understand what he's saying. So, so she runs downstairs, get her, get her brother. Uh, he he can't he can't he has no idea how to help her because he needs to get the book. Uh, she distracts him by getting the creature downstairs. She and, runs up to find the book. And what's funny is during this entire sequence, brother, all I could look around and do is say, somebody needs to dust this motherfucking house. <laughs> it's I mean, there's all this chasing and shit's going on. All I'm looking at is cobwebs and dirt. I, I mean, mean, somebody need to clean this. It's an old ass <laughs> house. And uh, so she, you know, she's being chased by the monster while he's trying to find the book. He can't find the book. Uh, prior to that, as a, as the parents were leaving, let me put in there. As the parents were leaving, a, a cop shows up for, I forget what he said he, he was there for, but he goes around the side of the house. He was there looking yeah, for I something. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. I was, I, I'm sitting here literally watching this movie and I didn't catch jack yeah. shit about this cop. And then he just shows up and I'm like, yeah. where the fuck he come from? And so while the, uh, while the boy's trying to find the book, the, uh, the girl's being chased by the monster and the cop hears her screaming. He busts in. He starts shooting the thing. He shot, he shoots the lock off Dead the front in, fucking door without even trying. Yeah. It. 
He just shoots the damn. And while while that's happening, the uh, the, the classic cavalry music is being played in the that's background. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so he gets in the first shot. He hits. He he shoots. He hits the creature dead center of the forehead. Blood spurts out. All he does is piss him off. Though. Pisses him off more. He shoots him again. The creature comes after him. Kills the the cop. The girl passes out. He drags the cop's body outside. Okay, so all this is going on. The kid's trying to find the book, can't find it. That's kid it. comes back downstairs, <laughs> sees the sister passed out in her towel at the foot of the stairs. The creature's gone. The The cop is gone. So he he doesn't know what to do. So what does he do? He he, he hides the cop's hat, first of all. No, he, got, that's what he does last. He, he takes ah, the sister back upstairs. Puts her back in the tub. Puts her in the tub. In a full-wrapped towel. Full-wrapped towel. Puts her in the tub, hangs her there. She starts to sink. <laughs> yeah, she starts to sink. Then he picks her back up, puts the arm over the tub. Then he goes back downstairs, sees the cop hat, puts the cop hat under the uh, the cushion under of the, the couch, cushion. sits down to pretend to read a book. The parents walk in, like, how did everything go? He's like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's Just nothing. fine. Like, nothing fucking happened. Like, nothing fine. Why? I don't know. That, but it's, you know what? That's just that's typical of these kind of movies. It's all nonsensical anyway. That's what it's supposed to be. So so then, uh, yeah. So then the mom goes upstairs and, and sees the daughter and sleeps in the tub and wakes her up and she thinks she had a bad dream because she's in the tub still. So she's like, "Calm the fuck down." Yeah. And she tells the mom <laughs> there's something weird with the house and the mom said there's not. And she says that uh, you know we'll find out more when the neighbors come over tomorrow night. And she's like, "What's going on tomorrow night?" She says, "Well, we're having a." A party at the house. Get, get to know the neighbors party. and stuff. And they're like, yeah, it'll be tomorrow night on, on the 13th. And she's like, well, it's Friday's the 13th. Saturday is the, the 14th. Dun, 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 dun. Well, then Saturday the 14th it is. Yeah, so that's so the kid now realizes he has until then to find the book because he needs to get the creatures back inside there before then. Otherwise, he's going to unleash hell on earth. And uh, what happens after that? Then we get to a cleaning scene. Mom is cleaning and oh, that's right. farting around and... Uh, She's got a mop. She's looking in his closet or something and like yeah. that. And then she hears this squeaking noise. I'm like, what right. the hell? So she starts looking around, thinks nothing of it. And she goes to close the thing again. All of a sudden, squeak. It does it again. Yeah. So it's fucking owls, man. Yeah. So she, thinks she says owl. So she goes upstairs. She goes into the attic. And when she finally looks around, she sees a whole attic full of bats hanging hanging from the attic. No, we'll ceiling. just refer to them as owls. Well, they because, are bats, but we will refer to yeah, them as owls. Because she looks at them and she says, <laughs> man, so many owls. God, look at all these owls. <laughs> so stupid. And, then, <laughs> now, and, and this, this, is, this is one of the weird, like, okay, so like with the creature, with the creature of the, of the Black Lagoon, you know, it was kind of funny because like he was trying to ask her for the book, but then he started attacking her, you know, but then it was silly because he's in, bad, he's in a bad costume, but then the, the cop shoots at him. And blood spurts out. So it's it's a mixture of goofiness with with real sort of like graphic, like a little bit of gore, yeah. yeah, yeah, gore. And so this happens again with this scene where she's upstairs and it's quite clearly a fake bat, but then she gets a, she starts getting attacked. They start coming after her. As I describe it, she was attacked. She was assaulted. Excuse me, by ninety nine cent Kmart Halloween bats on fish line. Yeah, you can even see the line. In, oh, in, yeah. in some of the bats, when 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 some of the shots are coming, you see the line the bats are on. But here's the thing: they start attacking her, and they, they attack her legs, they attack her shoulders, and her face. And like they're actually they're, like, they're biting the shit out of her, drawing blood. Her. They they rip her jeans. There's there's holes and blood in her jeans, and there's like they're drawing blood. And it's quite it's it's one of the more gory bat attacks I've seen in movies. And then you hear blue, blue, blue. Yeah. All of a sudden the bats stop. And vampire then, voicing. And the vampire's there. He's in the attic saying, You can leave now. I won't let them hurt you. But she's already like fucked up. Yeah. We forgot to, we also forgot to mention the first night they were there. That's true. When the father went to go check on the kid, he comes back into the bedroom. He's talking to what he thinks is the uh, his wife in the bed. Wife's not in bed. Nope. He, he realizes she's not there. He gets up looking for her. Uh, she comes through a doorway on, on at the end of the hallway. And the cuts to her neck, and she's been bitten by a vampire. Bitten. That so, is right. We did forget that. Yeah. So that's why he he does that. Um, obviously, he's one that bit her, and so he, that's why he does that. He stops her from being attacked, and so she's slowly turning into a quote unquote vampire. So yeah. So then that's that. So so then the husband decides he needs to call an exterminator. So he looks in the phone book for an exterminator, and he finds one called Major Major. Pest what, control? What just, yeah, major pest control. Major this pest is the major control. speaking. Yeah. Little crusty old bastard. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and he got his hat on kind of half sideways. He looks like a, like a drunk major. Well, anyway, he says, well, I can have somebody out there next Tuesday, and and I'm going to still call him Peter Benjamin. I don't care. Peter Benjamin, okay. <laughs> 
He starts screaming, no, we got to have him today. But he says it in this very corny. Yeah. I, to this point, you, you can guarantee the movie is intentionally corny in its dialogue right. and its effects and yeah. everything. Yeah. So, like, no, you got to have it today. You got to get today. So today, today, so today, it's, today. It's meant basically as a fun parody. And if you expect anything more out of it, you're going to be yeah. disappointed. And so, uh, so then he hangs up and he, he tells yells his, over to his assistant, Van Helsing. Van Helsing. We have Terminator at large in the belfry. <laughs> yeah, he's been reduced bats to an exterminator. That's right. Yeah. So, and so they send over Van Helsing, who shows up with a suitcase and he's wearing a coat that's like a, a cape coat. <laughs> and all he's missing is a big rim hat. Yeah, he's he's total complete character. And so he he goes in there and they're saying you're the exterminator. And he's like, yes, I'm here to get rid of. Bats in the belfry. He's like, you don't, you don't look like an, you're not dressed like an exterminator to fool the bats. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> and so he, uh, he's talking to him and he, uh, walks up the stairs and he's about to tell the husband, he's like, you know, with, you know, by the time I'm through here, you will have nothing to be afraid of. And he opens up his cape, but at the same time that's happening, the wife is starting to slowly come from upstairs, kind of in a dazed state. <laughs> and she turns to look down the stairway just as he's thrown his arms and his cape up. Scares a living shit out of her. And she lets out a funny ass she scream. She freaks the fuck out. <laughs> she had, she's having a complete fucking freak out. And then she runs back into the room. When I leave this house, there'll be nothing left here to be afraid of. <laughs> oh, this must be a charming wife. All right, so then... Uh, Cut to her laying in the bed, and she's completely just looking like... She's like catatonic. She's yeah. just kind of laying there, staring at the ceiling, obviously under the spell. Yeah, and, and husband comes in and says, get some rest, you'll be fine. And then the, the same time, the daughter is downstairs trying to get the roast ready, and she opens up the roast package, and it's the head of the policeman who came by <laughs> earlier. But before she sees it, her and her little brother are having this whole conversation in the kitchen, walking around the table. It's a very small kitchen, walking around the table, and none of them noticed the head at all until she... Just sitting there. Yeah, until she finally turns and looks right at it, freaks out, goes upstairs, gets the parents. They come down. Or the dad, he comes down to take a look. And when they come back in the kitchen, it's gone. And there actually is a roast there yep. on a serving tray. And what's funny cooked. is, like, you know, like I said, uh, what it is, because she goes back in there while he's upstairs talking to his wife or trying to. And yeah. she's catatonic. She screams, comes running upstairs, says the man from next door is in the kitchen. Yeah. He's like, I was wondering. You know, he said something stupid. He said, I wonder what he wants. I wonder what he wants. And so he gets up off the bed. And when he does, the wife just hits the deck. That's a whole different scene. Is it a whole Yeah, it's a whole different scene. That, that's later on. Holy shit. Yeah, I know. I know. They run together because they look so similar. But yeah, that's a yeah. whole different scene. So Scratch uh, that. Uh, yeah, so then uh, they get ready for the party. They help Ben Helsing trying to find the book, trying to get the boy to find the book as well. Uh, and uh, then the husband goes back in. What is good is, uh, like you said, when they get they, before the party, they're getting pl- they're planning the party, but they do have that first dinner together, right? Oh, yes, right. Down, yeah, and Van Helsing actually gives his exposition. That's right. At yeah. that point, and explains the mission and that he's been tracking this book for hundreds of years. And yeah, the book of evil. <laughs> Blah 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 and all this shit. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's when that's when I was like, oh well, I guess we better sell the house. We better just sell the Didn't damn house. That's it. Somebody who wanted to buy it, let's sell it. That's it. And the wife's like, no, we can't sell it. This is our home. We have to live here. And that's when he delivers probably our favorite line. When he tells him, he goes, "Sell a house." You know, he says that's like selling the barn after the horses <laughs> have eaten the children. Or <laughs> yeah, some shit. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it's time to sell the house. Selling the house now would be like closing the barn door after the horses have eaten your children. Yeah, cl- closing the barn door after the horses have eaten, eaten the children. children. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they he tells them they have to have the dinner party and they and they have to have the book and have it find the book before in, before midnight. Otherwise, the world is going to end. Yep. Uh, and so then that's the end of that scene, and then they go. We to cut the- outside, and then the vampires are on a stakeout. Oh yeah, they're sitting there talking and there yapping, having a stakeout, and and all of a sudden the the, the there's marital bick- bickering going marital on. bickering that was a hundred years ago and blah 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 and and I don't trust you and yeah. hey, I want to see her neck what yeah you've been doing <laughs> you don't see if you it's, bit her neck it's funny shit uh, but then then they uh, so what's funny is that, that the Waldemar Jeffrey Tambor 
all of a sudden decide he wants to leave, so he does this little shimmy in his seat, and then this really bad red red glow effect comes up, and he turns into this vampire bat. Turns into a, as a I call it, Clash clay, of the Titans, claymation, claymation bat. Yeah, and so <laughs> it takes off, and she's like, well, I'm coming with you, so then she does the same thing. So I ain't trust really bad, your ass. No. Bad, bat, bad bat, and then they all they fly into the house. They, they find the house. They're looking for the book. They head downstairs. Yep. They run into Van Helsing, who's holding this uh, a jar of what looks like liquid that's boiling with like uh, smoke and stuff. Yep. And he confronts him and tells him, you know, you need to leave. I can kill you with this stuff, whatever. And they take off. And he's like, some vampires will believe anything. And he starts to drink the actual liquid. Whatever it is, he made, he made some kind of drink or some shit. Yeah. So anyway, so then let's flash forward that they're getting ready for the party because it's just kind of like random filler. That's not really a whole lot going Everybody on. Everybody go. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. starts to get a little drug out. And well, I, the, I feel the like monsters, this whole last part is drug out, really. Yeah, exactly. So they all go to bed after this dinner, and the monsters... The daughter sleepwalks. Well, she, she gets up like she's going to the bathroom, and yeah. she walks down the hallway, and she goes into what she thinks is the bathroom, and then she it cuts to her, and she's in the corner, and she's like, this isn't the bathroom. This is the kitchen. What am I doing in the kitchen? And then... All of a sudden, you got this major throwdown going. You've got monsters playing cards at the table. You've and got a monster in the in the fridge eating everything in the fridge, and then you got one pissed off monster trying to keep everything clean. And who's getting, wearing like a like a, the werewolf with a with an Aunt Jemima head? Wearing this giant dish glove with like a hat and like a little yeah. outfit and, and dusting everything. It's like old school maids outfit. Or and then something. more monsters join, and 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 a whole bunch we haven't seen. Yeah, a whole bunch of, we we see one more time, and that's it. And they just start making a whole bunch a whole mess, and she's able to sneak out, and then she. She sneaks out and she's upstairs. And there's all this smoke in the house for some reason. Yeah, and then she's got some other monster that tails her. The 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 slee stack, the uh, the tart, is, the is it, fish monster. Oh, the skookum. Yeah, the skookum tails her. It, yeah, okay. Follows her back into the her? bedroom. Okay, well, it was one of those. Yeah, follows her back into the bedroom, and they do this yeah. whole routine where it's smoky in her bedroom, and so neither one can see. So they're both reaching out. She's trying to find her bed. He's trying to find her, and they're just going around in circles. Missing each other. Well, I mean, I know that. the movie is stupid and it's meant to be stupid, but that scene was kind of worthless. And and it was drawn out. It was very. It was played for you know for effect. It was supposed to be funny. Yeah. And then it just so happens that he ends up outside of the room. She's able to close the door. Doesn't even know he's still there. He he was in there, and then finds her way back to bed. Goes back to bed. Just goes to sleep after just seeing jumps all the those covers. monsters. Because you know those 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 covers are monster proof. Apparently, you know, kid sheets are monster proof. She just you saw like six monsters. Sick. And then she had one in there with her, but and her yeah. whole room is smoking. But she's like, "I'm going back to bed," and that's it. That's and it. And then just cuts to morning. Yeah, they go down to the breakfast. They're eating breakfast, and they are eating Count Chocula cereal. Speaking I love of it. which, I, I need I need to address that for a minute. That's one thing I love about the movie as well is that in today's terms, that be would be called um, what do they call that when when they have a, it's product placement. Yes, and people get pissed off whenever there are there's products product placement is used like one of the biggest ones that people always complain about is man of steel yeah so like the, the fight in, in um not in metropolis but uh smallville you know they they crash through an ihop there's a sears nearby there's all these stores and stuff and they call it product placement because mm-hmm. you know the, the the company paid to have their logo in there i have no problem with product placement because nope. that's just the real world and that's a badass product placement because monster cereal is good shit yeah but this this movie has great 1980s product placement and even if it's not meant to be product placement because you know it's, it's not made nowadays like it's not stranger things where they make it nowadays but then they shove a bunch of 80 stuff in there because that's what they had at the time this was made in 81 all this stuff was there they have the old school wonder bread yeah. package <laughs> they have the yep. old school skippy peanut butter jar that's right they have the old old school fruit loops box from the 80s the count chocolate box I mean, this this movie is just stuffed full of it's, it's mostly food. Yep, stuffed full of food product placement, and I love it. Yep, absolutely, love it. absolutely. So, anyway, so yeah, so they they go downstairs, and and Van Helsing again tells them they have to find the book, uh, and then they get ready for the party, and that's when the husband goes back upstairs to tell the wife we're getting ready for the party, and he pulls back the covers and sees there's dirt under yeah, her on the right. bed. And she was like, oh, I must have spilled the flower pot, even though there's like fucking eight feet of dirt on the bed. <laughs> and he doesn't even blink an eye. He says, oh, we got to get this cleaned up. Oh, clean this up. Yeah. So she's like, well, here, let me give you a kiss. And so 
she goes to give him a kiss. Sad fright. That's when the doorbell rings, and he turns to look towards. It's like, I wonder who that is. And she starts hissing. She's trying to bite his neck. And he's like, let me go see what that is. And so he stands up while she's hanging on to him. (laughs) That's right. And then she falls flat on the floor. (laughs) He just drops her ass. And and he turns around and looks, and he's like, I'll be back for that kiss. Yeah. He smiles and walks off. Stupid. So that's when the kid realizes he can't leave because he tries to open the door and there's all this wind and, and stuff that's blowing and they're trapped inside the house. Pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then the doorbell rings and a delivery boy comes and he's brought booze and and chips and pizza. And he's stuff. brought the pizza, the club soda. Yeah. And the, yeah. And, and the, uh... but when he opens the door, it's completely normal outside. So then he brings the stuff in and then when he goes to leave, it's he's not trapped. Normal. He's trapped. He's got that wind and stuff. So, so he's basically, stuck anybody there. comes to the house is trapped. So then it cuts to a little later on, and the party's getting ready to start, and people start showing up. That's all the family. It's all the family. And when they open the door, it's normal outside. It's normal outside, but they but come the inside. Comes in. And then about for the next fifteen minutes of the movie, it's just a bunch of weird dialogue and senseless crap. I, I like. I, I feel even though this whole movie is, is a parody and it's and, you know it's completely ridiculous. I do feel like the first part of it was was much stronger than the last yes. part. And it does feel like the last part they didn't know where to go. They just threw it. They, they just so said, they "Hey, just do, do what you got to do. Let's get through this time period. Everything be done in. With it. Yeah, exactly." And so, like, what is funny is that all the people that come over, the family members and the neighbors, or whatever, including the neighbor, the wife of the cop who was killed. Yep, she comes by. Every single person that comes over brings them a housewarming gift. And every single housewarming gift is an electric can opener. <laughs> so, <laughs> so later like on, twelve of them on the yeah, table. Later on, there's a scene where. They're uh, they're all gathered around listening to Van Helsing talk, and you see there's a, a little table where they put all the gifts, and it's just like eight fucking electric can openers all right there, <laughs> and that leads to to a, to what I think is a funny scene where they they're trying to find Billy and they can't find him, so Van Helsing calls everybody together, all the people together, and says, "Look, everybody, <laughs> have an announcement to make. We're going to play a little game somewhere in this house." Is hidden a small boy. Let's see who is the first to find him. Why do we win? You win? When? What do you win? Are you? We've got to keep the boy. No. Uh, no. No. Uh, you, 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 uh, uh you got an electric can opener. Good. We're going to play a game. The game is find the boy. And they're like, we need to find Billy. And so somebody types up, what do we win? And he's like, you get to keep the boy. And mom's and like, like, no. He's like, yeah. oh, wait, no, no. Uh, you get, uh, and then he's like, you get, you get an electric can opener. And they get all excited. They get pumped. Even though they all brought the fucking can openers. <laughs> they yep. get excited for the prize that they just brought. And which brings on finally the climax because, yeah. ugh, thank goodness. Because like I said, it, it was dragging on and it was time to wrap it up. So what happens is they come down. The vampires actually show up. Right. All, all the monsters are in the house. Yes. They start coming into the house. And the vampires show up. And so you get this battle between... The, the, oh, That's the, right. The monsters all start showing up and, and yeah. chasing people around. And yeah, they chase people. They, they, they kill one person. You see the, uh, the, the real estate lady who's dead. She appears as a, as, a, as a dead body or whatever. But the vampires show up. And then they show up and they have Billy with them. The kid. The son. With a cape. With a cape. Yeah. <laughs> He's, and, he's rocking the vampire cape. And, uh, yeah, so then he's like, I, he's like, they're not the monsters. He's telling that Van Helsing, you're the monster. They showed me who you are. You're in this book, too. And so Dracula, it's, apparently it's Dracula and Van Helsing, of course, have this battle that goes on for way too fucking long, for about five minutes. With where cheap, stupid. Special light effects. Sp- <laughs> it's like, like, worse than worse, like Emperor Lightning come out of their hands. <laughs> And then weird, all these weird 1980s sci-fi effects that come out back and forth. But then there's this segment where they battle by making faces and noises come out of the mouth like boat horns yes, and construction jackhammers. It spirals chicken into balks. complete stupidity. Yeah, and that's that they're having battles with facial expressions. All the while, the monsters are all coming up behind Van Helsing. And so without actually being told flat out, you find out that Van Helsing wasn't the good guy. He wanted the book so that he could unleash the monsters on the world and rule over them. Yep. And the vampires were actually there to stop him from doing that. So, what ends up happening is the uh, boy, Billy, mm-hmm. actually, I think he tries to either hit him with he it. He tries to hit him with it, yeah. 
And he grabs the book and he's like, ha, ha, ha. And all of a sudden this, it lights up this brilliant red. Yeah. And whammo, he's gone. And he turn, he, he gets enveloped by the red the red light yep. and then he's gone. And, and so are the monsters. And poof, everything and disappears. The sun and comes out. Punished. And the vampires leave. And they're like, he thought he could, by destroying the book, he could unleash the monsters and rule the world. And that's not how you do it. And then they leave. And, and that was and that it was, was it. And it was pretty flat ending. Yeah. Like very said, anticlimactic. It, yeah. Yeah. So, and so and that's it. And then credits roll. Credits roll. And that was it. And that was uh Saturday the fourteenth. So uh I'm gonna go ahead and I'll give my review first. This movie has not aged well since I saw it last, which I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> I think I saw it last when I was like six. So that means the last time I have seen this movie was 33 years ago holy hell i have not watched this movie in 33 years but to be honest let's be honest but uh, oh yeah to be honest but the reason why because it wasn't available before recently that is true it you you the only way you could find it was if you found a pirated copy online somewhere or you found a pirated copy on youtube somewhere or perhaps you own the vcr or betamax or you own the betamax you own the copy because i even online like on ebay i couldn't find a copy but the copies that were pirated online were always the original Betamax, you know, 320p or whatever. Really, really shitty copies. Yeah. And I think you said it was just until recently they yeah. put it on, on Blu-ray. actual Blu-ray. And yeah. uh, the one we watched on Tubi.tv, which, by the way, guys, great service. Tubi.tv, completely free. Tons of movies on there. Not just horror movies, but other movies on there. Good, you got to deal with a couple of commercials, but it's well it's worth, worth it. it. Yeah. It really is. Um, but the copy they had on Tubi, I believe, was the Blu-ray because it was actually very, very good quality. It was very it was clear. Very, very HD quality. Anyway, so I hadn't seen it in 33 years. Like I said, all those scenes with the monsters, even though like I look at them now, and I, they're obviously costumes. They're, by the way, it's another thing we, we, we decided. You and I realized that this movie, entire movie, was made... By Spirit Halloween store. That's it. Because the entire house is filled <laughs> with the fucking props. If you can buy the Halloween. Spirit Halloween store, it was it's in, in the movie. movie. All the costumes are Spirit Halloween costumes. And anyway, so yeah, so Spirit Halloween. So um, haven't seen it in 33 years. You know, it, it, uh, it's completely different now watching it than when I was a kid. It, it had moments where it scared the hell out of me as a kid because the monsters were so... They were so outrageous looking. I mean, one looked like a fucking chupacabra, like a giant chupacabra. Yep. No idea what it was. It was all gray, but it had this weird fin coming down. <laughs> You saw it like twice in the movie total. Um, they don't explain what the monsters are or what you know what they're called or what their origins are. They, they just don't. They're just there, which I love. I kind of love that they're just there. You're not you're not meant to know what they are. They're just there. You know. That being said, it has had a quite a few actual laugh out loud moments. Uh, the story was pretty lame. Uh, the acting was actually really good. I think for for what it was, and I I the script was okay. It was kind of weak towards the end there. Cinematography was fine. Direct, direction was, I guess, the best it could be. But I think all in all, I think I'm going to go two out of five on this one. Sweet. Yeah, I think this is one you can Give watch. Give some love. Yep. I think you can watch this one over and over. Uh, you can play a drinking game. There's there's definitely enough reoccurring things here that you can play a drinking game without dying. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it's something I would watch <laughs> probably on Halloween or even on an actual Saturday the 14th Like a, that's just there. You know, that comes, I think we have one next month in September coming up. Yep. I'd watch on Saturday the 14th and have a drinking game with some friends. Um, it's just goofy, goofy fun. You just can't take it seriously at all. That is very true. All right. Well, me, I agree with you wholeheartedly. For what it was and its intention, they did very well. Okay. Uh, we also had to consider the time period when it comes to the graphics and the 81. effects and things yep. like that. I get it. Uh, acting was, you know, it was dorky dorky but superbly done as yeah. far as what they what you know for like i said for what it was the script eh, it's typical it's nothing really too uh you know it's not it's too nothing, stellar about it or too you know yeah, it's nothing groundbreaking no but the movie is fun it it is laughable uh if you got a little bit of a sense of humor you will enjoy this movie uh, you know, if you're an asshole, well, you may not. <laughs> if you're an but asshole, you're an asshole. But I am going to join you, and I'm going to give it two turds because okay. it's a, it's actually an enjoyable, stupid movie. I mean, <laughs> maybe maybe it's just more. It's just so enjoyable compared to what we just saw recently. That yeah, I think I think almost anything could have followed the crazies, and you would have given it a two because that's pretty was much so bad. But 
like I said, I'm going with the spirit of the intent yeah, of the true. movie. That's true. And it was well done. You know, we have to always take that in consideration. So right. based on the time period, the material, the acting, yeah, I'm definitely I'm 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 I feel good giving it a two turd. All right, two so, turds. All right, so so check it out, guys. Drinking drinking games. Show for your sure. friends, uh, only the ones that enjoy shitty movies because they will get a kick out of it. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, it's just a good. Uh, it's a feel. Not, it's not a feel good movie, but it's a movie you can actually watch, and you don't even have to really pay attention to it because it's not anything too heavy. It's super nope. light. It is. Super light. It really is. It's not. <laughs> no. There's no. There's no thick and plot right here. No, it's, no, no. It's pretty. Uh, pretty simplistic. All right, James, so tell them where they can find us. Okay, you can find us on Podbean, CastBox, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, and iTunes. That's correct. We are also on social media on all the big three evil monsters, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under What The Suck Podcast. That's correct. And we definitely appreciate the support we've been getting and hope you go there and follow us. Uh, yes. Subscribe. Subscribe, bitches. By all means, yes, please. Click, click that like. Click that subscribe. Click that follow. Don't be a fucking freeloader. But <laughs> regardless, we love y'all. Appreciate y'all listening and hope you enjoyed the show. And there's so many more movies coming up. So don't worry. We will not run out of material. Never. So, all right. So until next time, uh, I'm Chris. And I'm James. And we'll see you guys at the next Suckfest. You bet. And if it ain't on what to suck, it ain't shit. It's a fact. All cars will eventually break down. If you have CarShield, you can protect yourself from the high cost of auto repairs. And they're America's number one auto protection company. Your transmission, engine, and car's computer system are all covered. Get the ultimate vehicle service protection. Call CarShield now at 800-440-5931. That's 800-440-5931. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.